Hey, baby, welcome back to another episode of the Healed Podcast, where you are celebrated and not tolerated. Today, our episode is about accepting opportunity. I have the pleasure of speaking with Miss Allison Belong. She is a neo soul singer, songwriter, certified vocal coach, and producer born and raised in the Washington, D.C. area. Creating music has always played a major role in her self-expression. A Grammys Recording Academy member and New York Vocal Coaching Academy alum. She has lent her talent to multiple artist projects. Allison strives to utilize her blessings, work ethic, and artistry to innovate, nurture, and inspire. She believes that it is our responsibility to use the gifts we are given to improve the world around us. The positive reciprocal cycle shared from creator to listener is what pushes her to keep creating and doing what she loves. Miss Allison Blanc, everyone. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two of the Hilt podcast. I am your host, Miss Amber Kenny, back at you again, honey. This time we have the beautiful, magnificent, my very dear friend, whom I love so much. <laughs> oh, I love you too. Allison Blanc, honey. Hey. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Like, I like I, I couldn't think of anyone better to have for this oh, thank you honey because we're talking about going after opportunity and like mm. this woman right here y'all i'm trying to tell y'all she is an inspiration if i've ever seen oh thank you so are you come on i now. appreciate that girl i really do but um this this woman right here y'all is a full-time entrepreneur she left her job when was that was that in 2019 at this yeah, end of 2019, the very beginning of 2020, yeah. Yeah, she jumped ship, and she was like, I'm going to do this on my own. And since then, she's been, like, she's really been out here, like, racking up accolades, among other things. So I'm, like, I'm super proud of her as her friend, oh, but also I'm inspired by her as an entrepreneur. So what is the life of a professional singer like Allison? Well, my life is, I mean, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I do enjoy the fact that I'm able to basically do something I love to do every day. So that's something I'm very grateful for. I make a point to to have daily gratitude as like part of my everyday practice. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I love being creative. Um, and so I, I just feel very blessed to be able to use my talents um to make to make money um and, and to be able to do that you know full time is truly a blessing and so yeah it's a lot of fun um it's a lot of uh, a lot of self-care mainly because you know as a singer your body's your instrument so you know you really got to take care of yourself yeah. um you know exercise and sleep well and be very mindful of like what energy you have around you because, um, you know, because I have to be creative every day, I have to really be like on point every day. Like I can't exactly. be like dragging or like, you know, not taking care of my body and my voice not sounding good. So um, it definitely made me start taking a lot better care of myself. Like I felt like I did that very well before, right. but it definitely became 
a very high priority for me. But that, I think it's a good thing. So I'm enjoying that too. Yeah, like that intentionality definitely makes a difference. I completely mm -hmm. identify with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like it's it, having that routine, that thing that you know you're going to do every day to care mm -hmm. for your body. It really does make the difference. It definitely does. And I when I became an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. I recognized that as someone that works for yourself, you have to constantly be the magnet for new opportunities. Facts. So it's a little different than when you, when I was working a nine to five and I could go in and be in any type of vibration, any type of mood. And I was going to get my check no matter what, like as an entrepreneur, I basically, I, I have to be that, that, that magnet. I have mm -hmm. to be in a, in an energy space where I'm attracting abundance and attracting opportunities. So it made me become right. extremely, it made me really start t cherishing my peace and my boundaries in my life more than I ever had, but it also made me start to advocate for myself more than I ever have because I wasn't really doing all of those things before. But I also think that like, I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing now. I feel very in alignment. And I think a lot of, a lot of the way my life was previously was me trying to fit into a box that wasn't me. So as I've been on this journey, and all of those experiences have benefited me now. They have. Like everything, when you look back, yes. everything has its reason and it, it's all made sense. But that was not what I was supposed, that was not supposed to be like my, my, my career. Like it wasn't, yeah. I, yeah, it just wasn't. And it's just really interesting. Um, this journey that I've been on has been, it's really been a journey of self. Like it's been learning so much more about myself and like realizing that like, you know, I'm a lot stronger than I ever really gave myself credit for. And, um, learning how to live in a faith, in a faith based way rather than a scarcity mindset. So it's, yeah. it's been a very spiritual experience too. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to like take the question off into another girl. No, that's area, but it's it's been a very spiritual experience for me. And there's been a lot of like a lot of I, I feel freer now than I think I've ever felt yeah. as a woman and just as a person like in my entire life. And just a level of confidence that I never I mean, I'm 35 years old. It took me 35 years to get to the point where I had the level of confidence that I've always wanted, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a very, very gratifying journey. There's definitely been some some hurdles, but I I believe that we create our lives and, and we we're not things aren't happening to us they're responding to us so that I part. make the decision yeah I make the decision every day that this is going to be an abundant day and great things are going to happen today and I'm going to attract new opportunities and I you know the universe is provided so I'm just I'm very 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 grateful Life is full of choices. And I really love what you said when you were talking about living a faith-based life uh, mm -hmm. versus living in a scarcity mindset, because that mm -hmm. absolutely can block a lot of opportunities. Like, mm -hmm. honey, I know for me, for a fact, living in a scarcity place has blocked so many opportunities because I, I told myself no before I even allowed anybody else to tell, tell me no. Right. You right. know, and, and it's sometimes you don't even realize that you're doing it until you get out of that mindset. And it's like, wow, I really could have done this a long time ago. But, you know, even then, everything happens in divine timing, you know. Absolutely. So even when you were talking about how 
you had to go through those things on I did. in your other places of employment. That is so beautiful because it's true. The things that you learned along the way mm-hmm. are aiding you right now. I also had to prove it to myself. Like yeah. I, it was something within me that I wanted to prove to myself that I could really climb a corporate ladder and like get to the top, you know, like that was something. And I had gotten a, the the funny thing is, is when I left my job, I had just gotten a huge pay increase and like a better, a much better role. And I was in a bigger company and on everything on paper would have looked like, okay, yeah, this girl, she's, she's crushing it. You know what I mean? But that wasn't where my heart was. I was only doing it just to say that I was in a certain tax bracket and that I like, it was for all the reasons, all the wrong reasons. It's the ego stuff. It was. It was just so I would come look a certain way to my peers. And mm-hmm. I started realizing how many choices I had made in my life based upon the opinions of others. And I recognized that that wasn't serving me in any capacity. At and that all. was kind of like the beginning of that unraveling of self-consciousness. And, um, you know, some of that is learned behavior. Like, you know, I have, you know, you, you're around your parents when you're growing up and I have, you know, one of my parents is an is, is very, very self-conscious. And I feel like some of that kind of, I realized as I got older, kind of rubbed onto me and I had to unlearn that stuff. And mm-hmm. um, now I just feel like I don't really give a shit what anyone thinks. Like I, I will just come out the house looking like whatever, roll up doing with like, you know, I just, I'm just like, this me, you know, like take it or leave it. Like, <laughs> I'll hop on FaceTimes. Like I had a date with somebody on a FaceTime and I hopped on the phone. I didn't have any makeup on or anything. I'm like, this is me. It only gets better from here. So you don't like what I look like like, now. If you can't take me without my makeup, you certainly do not need me at my Beyonce. Understand that. Exactly. Exactly. So um, it's been very, um, it's been very, very freeing. And um, I just recognize that, yeah, I, am I, I was just making a lot of decisions that were based in the wrong reasoning. It was a lot of ego. It was a lot of um, worrying about what other people thought. Right. Um, it, was, it was basically me trying to fit myself into a societally, what I deemed at the time, because this was my paradigm at the time. Like, I believed mm-hmm. this. Like, it wasn't until I made the decision that, like, you know what? everyone kind of has this mindset of like starving artists. I don't claim that energy. I believe people are starving if they decide to believe that that's the life that they're going to live. But if you make the decision that you're going to win at something and you only throw energy to that thing, then that is what's going to happen. That's all that's going to come to you. Mm -hmm. You starve your fears and you feed your ambitions. You feed what you want to occur. So if you want abundance to occur, you have to start acting you have to start walking in abundance you do before you you even feel like you have it and it's it'd be the ego that gets in the way it's always the ego well ego is our it's just our survival mechanism like it it has its it has its purpose but it's 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 not it's and the thing that i've learned to it's never anyone else standing in your way it's always it's always you we might perceive that it's an outside thing it never is and i and i'm someone i'm really into watching people's biographies and learning their stories and i follow a lot of artists that i love and hear them talk about their journeys and i read people's like captions and stuff and all the people that like kind of went away for a bit and then came back they always come back and they're like yeah because i was dealing with some stuff and like yes. i was standing. it's always like i was standing in my own because that's all it's always that it's never anybody else we want to place the blame it's not it, it never is it's yeah it's, it, it's not it's true it's true um sometimes we it's 
we have blinders on for ourselves. Like it's difficult to have to acknowledge that you have contributed to the toxicity yeah. that's in your life. You oh, have contributed to being blocked. You have contributed to all these things. It's very difficult to admit that to yourself, but it is also very freeing <laughs> when you yeah. finally decide to do that. Well, mm -hmm. you have sang at hundreds of venues and gigs. Mm -hmm. What has been your favorite performance and what made it so special? My favorite performance was when I first performed at the W Hotel. And the reason why it was my favorite performance, because that performance was probably one of like one of my bigger shows. Everyone I was friends with came like it was like the outpouring of support that I had that evening was just like it was unreal. And um, it was, you know, the, the W said it had been like their highest grossing concert for the series wow. that they were doing. And um, it was just an, the outpouring of support. And that was like really like that. It was around that time where I that's when I really started gigging like regularly was was really around that time. Right. And it's so funny because I look back then and I had so I was someone who struggled with stage fright for years and um, I was still dealing with it at the time. And I just look back on that time and, and think of just like it's such a it's such a blessing to see how far you've come in such a short amount of time. Yeah. And just look at the growth and like, just, I had people that were rocking with me even then. And I just, I, I feel like I'm a much better singer now than I was then. And I mean, that was complete humility, but I'm just, you know, I've been working on my craft and I just, I had people that believed in me then. And I wasn't even as good a singer then. And mm -hmm. it's just like, there's my friends and my family have been, have been believing in me before I believed it before I believed in me. And, um, I've never forgotten that. There's been so many people who have been rocking with me from like forever. Like it's, I, that's, that's one thing I've never, I've never waned in was people's like support in that it, when it, when yeah. it came to that, that I've always had that. And, 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 it, and I was very reminded of it at that show. So that's, yeah, that's probably my favorite. That humility is so important and it goes a long way. It goes so far. Like when you realize I didn't do it's I, I had a tweet. I tweeted something the other day that exactly reminded me of something you just mm -hmm. said. Mm -hmm. I have done a lot of things, but everything is not one of them. I have not yeah. done everything by myself or I'm sorry. It was I've done a lot of things by myself. Everything is not one of them. Yeah, no, no, not at all. And no, I, I, I've learned as the more I'm learning about myself as a person, I'm recognizing that I thrive in collaborative settings like you do. Absolutely. That, oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm someone that I need that interaction. I need that energy because um, I find that I do better when I work in groups. I yeah. find that I'm better when I have an audience, like mm -hmm. it's just, it's part of my makeup. And I think it's just, you know, we I feel like we're designed exactly for what we're supposed to be doing. So it kind of just makes sense. But, um, I, I, you know, I, I think being humble, there's such a grace in humility and, and being willing to learn. Like I am like, help, help me. Okay. Do yes. I do not I don't know, know everything. Like, please. Like I am a sponge. Like if I feel like there's someone who you know, is more skilled than me or knows more than me. I'm more than willing to sit back and soak in all I can. And um, yeah, it's just, a, it's just really interesting. It's so interesting because it's like, when you start to move into that different type of energy space, 
old you would have been like had all the reason to be acting arrogant because yeah. that's when you were identified so much with the ego but it's like when you get and then so you get to a point you feel like maybe you do have the reasons to, to feel but it's the complete opposite. It's just like this overwhelming feeling of like humility and gratitude and just kind of going with wherever life's going to take you. And it's just a really nice feeling. Yeah, it is. It truly is. Um, and I, I hope that, you know, all of our listeners get to experience that if they haven't already, um, that spiritual awakening, that understanding is it's, it's a feeling like no other, um, especially when you finally start to feel aligned with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, girl, it's we are seemingly seeing the light at the end of this pandemic tunnel. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> how has the pandemic impacted your work and how are you handling it? The pandemic and I've, I kind of kept this close to my chest, but the pandemic was actually something that really worked worked in my favor. Yeah. Um, not in the beginning, but in the beginning, you know, everyone was kind of like, what the heck's going on? Yeah. But, you know, what ended up happening was my vocal coaching work, I was able to start doing everything via Zoom. So it opened up my client base to take people like all over the country. So I was really able to like once people settled in and like decided, hey, this is what we're this is what's happening. This is it. A lot of yeah. people were seeking activities that were bringing them joy. So a lot of people were rekindling a lot of their hobbies and rekindling some of their dreams and things that they wanted to do. So I ended up really building my client base um, during that time and. I ended up being nominated for the edge like for the Washington Area Music Award, the Educator Award. I didn't win, but I was nominated. And but that you was were really, nominated. Really, it was really humbling because I'm just like, you know, this work is very close to my heart. And yeah. um it's uh it was it was good. I went to therapy during um I went to therapy during uh, during quarantine, and that was um, something I needed to do um, just for, for my business and for my and for because I find when you're in a mentally sound space, you're more reliable, you're more consistent, and that's something that you have to have as a as, yeah. as a business owner. And um, so I did that, and um, you know, obviously, I really wasn't doing any performing, but it's fine because I went back and did some like further certifications for my for my business, and. Um, you know, just took some time to really just continue to focus on my craft is really what I was yeah. doing. I built my home studio during that time. That's actually what I used my stimulus checks for. I know, <laughs> that's I right. bought all the equipment that I wanted for my, and I told myself I was going to do that. And um, that's what I, that's what I did. And I just continued to add to it over the course of, I didn't do it all at once because that's right. costly, but I, I just chipped away at it over the pandemic. And, um, yeah, I just really just focused on like, I want to be the best at what it is that I do. And I just took the time and a lot of like different like programs with like Berkeley and other schools were offering like these really great deals yeah. because of the pandemic and these great payment options. So I took advantage of those things. I'm like, I have nothing but time right now. Like I need to just be focusing on building my craft because this isn't going to last forever. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's really much what I did through quarantine. It sounds like you you did that pivot, <laughs> that creative pivot. And I can identify with that as well. Like it I I 
you know, I understand what you mean when you say you kind of kept it close to the vest because there are yeah. so many people that say that the pandemic was the worst thing that's ever happened to them. Yeah. And, you know, you want to be empathetic. Be, exactly. You know, you want to be empathetic. But then on the other hand, it's like, mm, that pandemic kind of did a little, <laughs> I was good in the pandemic because I was able to pivot. You know, you're able to create, you're able to learn. But, you know, using your time differently, we just used our time differently, honestly. And that's what it comes down to. Right. And, you know, that doesn't mean that we we did anything better or worse than anyone no. else. But no. we just chose to do different things. And I get that. Like, the pandemic definitely was a blessing in disguise for a lot of people. I mean, yeah. we're still in it. <laughs> Let's just say that out loud. We are yeah, still we are. in a pandemic. Um, but you know, again, that, that creative pivot was very important and still is really. Mm -hmm. So you're also a songwriter. Mm -hmm. Where do you draw your inspiration? How do you find the words to put into your songs? I've been, I've been writing a really long time. Um, I actually was someone who was writing before I was singing. So the songwriting I didn't know came that. first. Okay. Yeah, the songwriting actually came first and the singing came second, but the writing was always the first, the first love. Mm -hmm. And um, I really just write about my experiences. Like I write about things that are heavy on my heart and like I need to get those words out or like something that's I'm really moved by in someone else's life or a scenario or, or subject matter that I feel like needs some needs to be brought to the forefront. Right. So, you know, I really write about a bunch of different things, but a lot of them are my personal experiences. And um, for me, it's just very cathartic. Um, I, songwriting for me, it, the level of joy that it brings me when I'm doing it, I can't really describe. Like, yeah. it's just like, there's no feeling that tops it for me. And I'm talking all favorite feelings, like eating your favorite food, like, you know, hanging out with your, you know, just whatever, like all the vices, you know, the things that, you know, no, it's, it's a whole, it's just it's a feeling of almost like euphoria when I'm, when I'm writing a song and, so, yeah. and it clicks and then I've got the ideas, but it's just always been something I've done. Like from a very, very young age, I always did it. Like I would take songs on the radio and I would like remix them and write my own words to them. And I was like doing this when I was like seven or eight, you know, like, so I was, I, and I would always be writing like short stories and plays and poems. And like, I was just always writing. It was something I've always done. And um, yeah, most of the experience, it's just drawing from my own personal experiences. I think you know, I am an empath and I'm someone who feels things very deeply. And I feel as I've gotten older, I've accepted that as a strength because it gives me the ability to, to, to channel that into my writing and into my singing. And, um, so every, again, like I said, you, as you get older and you start to realize everything you were designed as was for a specific reason. So it's never anything arbitrary. Um, so yeah, it's really, a, it's really a therapy for me. Like it, it really is a therapy for me. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's a common theme among like a lot of musicians and a lot of songwriters, mm -hmm. a lot of singers, um, that music, that writing just feels cathartic. It feels very mm -hmm. much like alignment. Like there's no other feeling to you guys that, you know, that can compare and, no. And, you know, I, I really think that's a beautiful thing because, you know, everyone has their own way that they experience that feeling. 
Right. But um, to be able to transmute it into words that people sing along to. Right. I think that's dope. Oh, thank you. Yes, girl. Thank you. But I tell you this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so how important is becoming grounded in your work? You kind of touched on this earlier, but let's we'll we'll talk more specifically how important is it becoming grounded in your work do you experience negative self-talk as you climb in your career do you still experience that you touched on it earlier you know i think i did and i i think i did go through a phase where i was losing some of the joy and i think it was it, i was feeling a bit mon like there was some monotony in my life yeah but then i realized that you know it was really my responsibility to bring that joy back and remind and i prayed on it and i said you know I, I, please rekindle the joy of mm -hmm. why i got into doing this in the first place you know and when i and when i invoked that you know it came back and i just you know I found that I've listened to a lot of Eckhart Tolle and he was talking to a woman talking about, she was a life coach and she was like asking him for advice on like how to be a better coach for clients and stuff like that. He was saying one of the best things you can do is we feel like we have to bombard people with information. He was like being present in that moment yes. is sometimes the, and I actually took that and I was like, I would have never thought that it was something that simple. It's so simple. So I started incorporating that in my sessions where I'm like, Allison, above all, just make sure that you're extremely present in this moment. And I noticed that when I took that approach, not only did I feel more grounded in my work, but I feel like I've seen so much improvement in my, in my clients. So it's, um, and you do see the improvement. Like when you're teaching people how to sing, it's, um, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, everyone's trajectory and, and how long it takes them to get certain places is going to be different. Right. But it is extremely gratifying as a teacher, like when you're working with someone and all of a sudden it clicks and they're yeah. doing things that they weren't doing a month ago or a year ago and their confidence is building and you, they tell you, oh, I'm trying out for this. I'm going to go It's a beautiful this. feeling. Or, it is. It really, really is. And just, you know, I, it's that that every time that experience happens, I am grateful every single time. Hey, baby. Thanks for tuning in to part one of our conversation. Meet us back here tomorrow, same time for part two. And by the way, if you're not already following us on TikTok and Instagram, go ahead and follow us at The Hilt Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and sign up for our email list so you can be notified first for the episode drops and all the goodies in between. In the meantime, stay awesome and stay healing.